0: Welcome to this evening's episode of Dungeon Jedi Masters Theatre. Our story tonight follows an old captain and his new crew as they work to stay afloat in a galaxy drowning at the hands of the Empire. Will they find stability or continue to wander from job to job? Find out tonight on Vagrant Freighters. Inside the stand-in hideout for the Minox here in Galasport, three of you along with Quace and Chop complete your planning to head in and attempt a rescue of Roy, currently held captive by the Spiders, the rival swoop gang in the area. Quace and Chop then take their leave, allowing the three of you to carry out any further mental preparations for what's to come.
1: I check my new blaster one more time and then look up at the cap and Navra. Are you guys at all concerned about the Imperial involvement here?
2: I mean, concerned would be an understatement, but I guess it just depends on how deep their support goes.
1: Yeah, is it a we-sell-you-weapons-on-the-side sort of gig? Or is it a, hey, here's our number, call us if you get attacked by a freighter captain and his two suicidal sidekicks?
3: Well, Torn, I certainly hope it's not the latter. I'm a bit concerned about the Imperial involvement here, but it seems like everywhere we go, there's Imperial involvement. Imperial involvement back at Pargo's, Imperial involvement on Quakra, Imperial involvement last time I was here, It's. They're everywhere. I just don't think there's anything we can do to even avoid them anymore. But like you mentioned before, I'm not looking for an all-out assault like Tula and their group seem to be aiming for. I just want to get in, rescue Roy, and get out of there.
1: Yeah, well, that's the plan. Let's just hope it goes according to plan.
3: Well... It usually never does, but just know when push comes to shove, it's you, me, Navra, where my priorities lie. You're my crew. Roy and Quace and the Minox have helped me out, but
1: you were my loyalties lie. I look at Navra. Well now I know something's wrong. He's getting all mushy on us.
2: Well him being sentimental aside, I do agree.
3: Just wasn't that long ago I had a different crew here with me on Shasharrel 5, and things didn't go according to plan, but they worked out in the end, at least for us. So let's hope that streak continues.
0: As you continue to have your final discussions amongst yourselves, eventually there is a rap on the door outside of the meeting room as Chop comes over. You ready? Time to head out. I will look to
3: Torin, and Navra and give a subtle nod of the head. We're as ready as we're ever going to be for this.
0: With that, the five of you head out from this temporary location for the Minox. Cover of darkness hangs over the city and it's quiet other than the rumblings of an occasional vehicle or speeder in the distance. You come upon the large circular arena stands before you, seemingly out of commission for a while now. You can see it's not been upkept. A large ring where the swoops uh, used to race. As different management, different city governments came in, they changed the policies on allowing that sort of thing, and the arena was left to rot. And at one point, a heavily contested location between the two main swoop gangs here in Galasports. The spiders, as of recent, have staked their claim. Quace, uh, as you get close uh, into your initial position, rendezvous position, Quace then begins signaling the go ahead. Okay, we all know the plan. You three head in there on the southeast side. Try and draw the spiders out. Chop and I will head around to the north and head into where we are quite sure that Roy will be. But as soon as we have Roy, as long as there is a clear getaway, we're making that getaway.
3: Alright. We know what we need to do. Just try and make it quick. The longer we try to distract the spiders, the worse off it's going to be, especially if they've got Imperial support. The last thing
0: we need is... Reinforcements arriving to help them out. You see Chop as he's just kind of like checking over his equipment, almost get a grin, come over his face. He says, bring them bucket heads at me. And Quace then puts up an arm to kind of calm and says, I know, we'll be in and out. we don't want any extra attention. Just
3: remember Chop, we're here for your brother, not for any payback against the Imperials this time. I look at Navra and
1: mouth this
2: time? I look over at Torin and just give a a shrug. As Quace and Chop start to leave, I give them both a look and say, good luck. The two
0: look back and return a nod. Three of you stand there before the arena, noting your entrance points, and make the trek in. The unkept stadium definitely shows signs of that condition as there is debris dust uh, littering the entrance corridor as you come in as you head in keeping as quiet as as you can you creep in to to at least get inside you do not want to sound the alarm too early but you do make it into the the initial depths of the arena the large concourse there open up where the where the patrons, where the fans, the audience would have came and, and congregated prior to heading to their seats for the shows. Uh, there's stalls that line the interior areas uh, where uh, various uh, foodstuffs and, and other uh, concessions would have been sold. Everything dark, dingy, quiet. You continue on, looking for your first signs of of some of those spiders, to begin your assault.
3: I'll turn to Torin and whisper to him as we're walking through the corridors. Now just remember, we're here to cause a distraction, get their attention. Don't go charging in trying to be a hero or anything in there.
1: I'm not out to be a hero. Don't worry about that, Cap. But, causing a scene is one of the few things in life that I'm good at.
3: That might be a bit of an understatement.
1: So hurtful, just so hurtful.
3: Just try and keep your wits about ya. And as soon as we get the signal to get out of here, let's move quick.
0: As the captain and Torin continue their banter, Navra, eyes peeled, just watching all around, front, behind, as you move deeper, deeper into the depths of this arena. And that's when you notice the flicker from deeper in the corridor of light, somebody uh, moving through, passing through.
2: Once I notice that flicker of light, I stop and I turn to the other two and go, if you two are done bickering, I think I saw some movement up ahead.
1: And just like that, I'm done bickering. My rifle's pointed ahead, and I'm watching carefully for what Navra saw.
0: You look forward and you assume that whatever that was, maybe they continued on because there is no more light that you can see. But you know that, you know, seems there is a, a cross section there in the corridor that this person seemed
1: to have, uh, go through.
2: It looks like we're getting close. So maybe keep the conversations to a minimum.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm keeping it down. Let's go.
0: Continue your stealthy advance and the high the heightened risk of the situation puts all of you on complete awareness and alertness and you feel extremely confident in moving about this place without any notice heading towards where Navra saw that source of light coming to that change in the corridor And heading towards where it went you see that it then opens up into a little bit larger of an area it's at this point that you then begin to hear quiet chatter in the distance designating more than one individual at that moment the recognizable voice of quace comes through on your earpiece we're in position just waiting for your signal i'll quickly reply back
3: understood wait for our signal we're moving in now
0: that slowly creep forward get as much of a view as you can and you see that the room opens up and there is there's a spread of crates uh, movable barriers just all all manner of, of different obstacles here with the uh, the glow of portable lanterns and it's it's very much a makeshift a makeshift checkpoint of some sort for the the spiders. Uh, You do notice, uh, looks like there's a a wider corridor off to one side with a couple bikes that are parked there.
1: I'll look over at Navra and point towards the spider's checkpoint and mouth the words, Sonic Charge.
2: I reach into my pack and pull out this makeshift cylindrical looking object and give Torrin a look and then turn to the captain and raise my eyebrows in sort of a questioning manner.
3: Seeing what Navra and Torin have in mind, I'll give a nod back to Navra as I draw my blaster pistol and gesture towards some of the empty crates and other items that can be used for us to take cover and begin making my way over towards it as Navra preps her sonic charge.
2: I press a button on the cylindrical object in my hand and with an overarching throw, aim somewhere in the middle of the room.
0: Small little charge launches through the air, comes down with a tink-tink, and you hear right as as soon as it hits, voices, confused alerted voices, cry out right before just this of this uh, first deep uh, erupting burst of of sound and then the piercing wail that comes out from it in blast and waves holding for a few moments. And within that, you do hear faintly the cries of, it's hard to tell, but more than one individual that's seemingly have been caught in this blast. And then as that dissipates, you then hear a few other voices chime in in, in just uh, frustration, anger and alertness. What the? What the crib's going on? And then you just hear the sound of uh, footfalls uh, rushing about the room, sensing the direction of where the object came from. Blaster fire uh, erupts towards the, the entrance, almost blindly, just towards the barriers and things, as uh, clearly they realize somebody is here.
3: Knowing that our cover spot won't be undetected for too long, I decided to take advantage of what surprise we may still have with my blaster drawn i'll rise up over the crates that were hidden behind fire a shot at the
0: nearest spider within range as you pop up over the crates as soon as you see an individual train your, your blaster over on them and uh, quickly line up a shot uh, you hear simultaneously a few of them kind of let out a grunt in recognition there's one of them and you release the the bolt and it flies in and and hits uh, one of the uh, spiders here in the center of the room that seemingly uh, got hit by that sonic blast from Navra. square shot right to the chest and does significant damage to the individual as he bends over in massive pain seeing that they now know where we're hidden
3: i quickly slide back below the cover line to try and take whatever refuge from the oncoming blaster shots we can get
0: with that uh, one of the other spiders begins an advance moving up towards your position and expecting maybe them to advance around and attack or maybe try and shoot through but there's a quick moment of silence and then you hear tink tink as a small object falls down just past you and Navra on the other side of the crate and burst out in a eruption of flames, doing what you can to dodge out of the way. You escape most of it, but it still hits each of you to some degree, burning you. And at the same time, bursting onto the nearby debris, crates and otherwise setting it to fire and smoke begins to billow up. And while a pretty good sized room, you can tell that this probably could become an issue. The spider thug yells out after throwing the grenade as well, Let's smoke them out!
2: Reeling from the flames that are now surrounding the cover that we were at, I quickly dart out from this cover and advance to the next available concrete blockade. I reach behind me, my eyes looking over the ledge and trying to see and calculate where I could best throw my sentry turret and... I pull out a small globe-looking device, almost similar to the sonic charge that I just threw, and toss it over the heads of the two spiders I can see. And then I turn back, my back up against the blockade, and call out to Torin. Whenever you're ready, you can start shooting now.
0: The small little sentry turret flies up and over the barrier and comes down and latches on to a nearby obstacle and uh, then goes through a little bit of a slight transformation as it uh, pulls out its small little turret. You can hear it uh, whining and whirring uh, in the distance as it lines up and targets one of these individuals and lets out a blast uh, towards them.
1: I leap over the cover in front of me and slide into cover next to Navra. I pop up and spray a few shots toward a couple of the spiders. One of them drops to the ground, the other goes reeling. And then I drop back down and look to my sister. You know, I just wanted to give you a chance to have some fun before I shot them all.
0: As you duck back down uh, behind the barrier in front of you, Torrin, one of your targets, they're taken out on the ground. The other one, definitely frustrated by this attack once again you wait and anticipate incoming a uh, retaliation and it eventually does come in the form of another one of these grenades as they launch across he hits the obstacle away from you and it bounces back in towards you and your sister another one of these grenades hits the ground and bursts into a ball of flames catching both of you torn you're able to get out of the way but once again more More flames are beginning to grow in this area, and the smoke is beginning to fill the room. At this time, you hear hurried footfalls uh, rush around over to your right side, Navra, and you do see one of these spiders uh, pop out, blaster raised, and it just points directly at you as you're ducked up against the barrier, uh, taking cover, and also trying to get away from those flames as a couple shots come in. The smoke seems to put the spider off uh, as it gets closer to where that grenade went off and the shots are just horrible and they go into the side of the barrier rather than anywhere near you, luckily. His counterpart, however, does the same and comes rushing around. And like the first, the smoke seems to irritate this individual as well and their shots just do not connect. He dips back behind the cover as well, but not before yelling out, These ain't my knocks! Who the criff are they? Cal, as you prepare to make your next advance, the smoke grows and grows in the room and it begins to become an irritation. You cough and and choke a little bit, but one, it hasn't gotten that bad, and two, what is there you're able to tough through? But you do realize that the situation probably is going to get worse. Starting to realize that we need to potentially make a move
3: here sooner rather than later. I'll peer back over the cover that I'm hidden behind, find the nearest spider that I can target with my blaster pistol and let a shot fire through the smoke towards them. I look over to my left and see Torrin and Navra similarly hunkered down as flames are starting to engulf their area as well. Try and clear what you can. We
0: need to make a move soon. We can't last much longer with all this smoke. The spider, who's the victim of your most recent shot, rears in pain and stumbles backwards slightly. As he recovers, seems to call out, "Call the pyre! Get the pyre on this now!" And then heads over and gets a better vantage point on Torin, seemingly maybe heading towards the speeder bikes themselves, and pulls up his pistol, to take a couple of shots. The aim isn't perfect but still connects with the Zabrak leaning up against the obstacle and the spider steadies his aim and fires in a potentially lethal hit uh, into a a very vital area causing significant pain. The individual then turns and seems to be getting to the swoop bikes within the room potentially for a getaway Navra, as the captain dealt with it as well the smoke does become to be quite an irritant but you are able to shrug it off for now and concentrate on what you need to do about the situation
2: after seeing Torin take a really bad hit from one of the spiders i inch closer to where i can reach him and bring a hand to his shoulder as this jolt of reinvigorating energy surges through him you and i have Different definitions of fun, I say as I gesture to my singed clothing, and sit back against the concrete barrier. Ow!
1: I say as Navra hits me with a jolt. I look back at her and say, go easy, warn me next time. Now if you'll excuse me, I need to go have a conversation. I stand up from cover and chase down the guy that shot me as he's running for his speeder bike. I grab his arm and I pull him into a hold with my arms through his and behind his head. And I whisper in his ear, where are you going buddy? The party's just getting started. A voice calls out from the
0: spider in the center of the room as it turns and looks at this sentry from Navra. I'm sick of this little blaster and pulls up his own to uh, retaliate a shot hoping to take it out. It's an easy target and one shot just obliterates the small sentry into a burst of sparks and flames. The spider then moves towards the towards his counterpart who's currently entangled by this zabrak and fires a shot into Torrn's back. The two spiders on the other side of the room take a couple shots towards Navra Once again, one is off the mark, but the second one does hit and connect with the female Zabrak crouched behind the barrier. However, Navra quickly uh, engages one of uh, her reaction uh, protocols and it throws up a retaliation shot, uh, blasting the spider in the face with a spray of fire. The spider's other counterpart that was with him originally comes around and getting a line of sight towards Kel in the distance, firing off two shots, both connecting. Kel trying to dodge out of the way of the shots, getting out a little bit uh, to redirect the first one to a less impactful spot, but still both of them hitting and causing some damage. As the two uh, spiders that come around the corner taking shots at Navra and Kel turn and begin a retreat into some of the side tunnels of this room. Kel, as you reeling in pain from these heavy blasts that came in, you then have to fight off the smoke, which is continuing to grow and, and get thicker and thicker. Unfortunately, it's to a point where it does become a heavy irritant and you begin feeling some effects of that smoke inhalation.
3: Realizing that time is short to stay in this room before the smoke gets the best of us, I rise up once again over the cover and fire a blaster shot towards the spider that Torin has grappled. Seeing that we probably need to make an escape from this room sooner than later, I activate the calm earpiece that I have and try to radio quace. Are you all about done getting Roy out of here? Things are getting hot, literally. We need to move quick. And with that, I will move past the barrier towards Torin and our potential exit
0: path out the tunnel here to the north. The spider that is in the grasp of Torin initially struggling to get out of the grip, but once that blast comes in, is just an intense pain and cannot do anything and just slumps, limp, into Torn's arms and just lets out a gargle I don't know who, I, I I don't I don't know who you are but you won't you won't get away with this spiders we're, we're taking over this town Navra as you watch these two individuals rush away uh, the smoke again growing in intensity uh, you are still able to to avoid any of those effects from the at this point.
2: As I see the two spiders start to flee down a tunnel, I bring up my blaster carbine and fire a shot at the closest one to me. After firing, not even really seeing if it hits or not, I turn and go over to join Kel and Torin. And as I approach, I toss a colto pack to the captain and say, heads up, captain, you, uh, Look like you could use it.
0: The shot rings out and does strike one of the spiders, the fleeing spiders in the back, but they continue their retreat. And then turning around, rushing towards the uh, your counterparts, Navra, uh, you do throw out that colto injection. It erupts and immediately uh, begins focusing on the wounds of the captain, giving him a burst of energy and reinvigoration.
1: I've got the spider in a hold still. You're taking over this town. Uh, it's a shame you're not gonna be around to see it. And then I push him away and fire a few rounds into his stomach. And then I look at his buddy. You guys are gonna need some medical attention. I'd go now. And then I fire a few rounds into his leg.
0: The spider that you had grappled as you push away was on his last uh, last leg there. And uh, the blaster shot finishes him off. You then turn and maybe only initially intending to incapacitate the individual, but unfortunately the shot hits a vital part of his leg and is enough to cause the individual to bleed out. At this moment, the smoke continues to billow and fill the room. Behind all of you in the tunnels where the two spiders took off, you hear multiple rounds of blaster fire echoing through the corridor. And then the calm sparkles to life in your ear. We're on our way. Just took out two fighters attempting a retreat. We'll be there in a moment. And shortly after, Chop, Quace, reunited with Roy, appear in the room to reconvene with the rest of you. Looks like we want to be getting out of here.
3: Still reeling from the previous attacks, I look to Quace and just mutter,
1: yeah, I think we ought to be getting out of here. They said something about the pyre. Is that?
0: Oh, Criff. You see a look fall over each of their faces. Chop specifically begins just tightly gripping his blaster. Kriff Imps.
1: That's what I was afraid of. We should make ourselves scarce.
0: Yeah. The six of you begin your escape out of the arena. As you rush through the corridors, going any which way you can to, to head out, you unfortunately do hear in the distance the organized footfalls of what can only be Imperial soldiers. Oh, Griff, they certainly uh, showed up quick. This is uh, gonna get ugly. Immediately, Quace just kind of puts up a hand to the group to stop. All we right, right, we're, we're not gonna go out the front door. There's access tunnels all over the place. If we can get to one of those, we can get out of here. They might come after us through that, but we have a much better chance running away from them than running through them. So we just have to get to one of those tunnels.
1: Well, sounds like a better plan than sitting here waiting for stormtroopers to kill us. Let's go.
0: Let me at him, Chop says as he continues to grip his rifle tightly but then receives a a strong tug on his shoulder from Quace to continue on. As you all turn to head towards this other corridor and hopefully head towards this hatch, the sound of these troopers grows and increases, echoing through the hallways.
1: As we begin to move, I look back at Roy, who's lagging behind a little bit due to his injuries, and I walk over to him. Roy, right? I'm Torin. Nice to meet you. Hang on a second. And I pick him up and throw him over my shoulder and begin to take off after the others.
2: As we make our escape down the corridor and I hear the footfalls behind us, I reach into my harness and I grab another similar-looking globe. And I, I throw it as evenly as I can, just in the middle behind me, um, hoping to slow down a little bit our pursuers
0: the turret once again throws out and and, uh, latches down on the ground setting itself up with a little bit of a whir scanning the area for the oncoming troopers
3: i take my blaster and turn and try to look for any type of piping that i may be able to shoot to release steam smoke just anything that may give us a cover and slow down our pursuers
0: as you are intently focused on this, you are not really paying attention as best as you could during this frantic escape and unfortunately trip over an obstacle in front of you, tumble, causing a few additional bumps and bruises. Quace yells out as she points towards a bend in the corridor, ushering the six of you to continue your journey. Shouldn't be much farther. Despite the efforts from Navra to slow them down and Torin, grabbing the injured Roy to to try and improve the movement speed of the group. It seems that the pursuing Imperials are still coming down on the group, and now you think you hear more of them from other side corridors as well.
1: Still carrying Roy, I turn around towards where I hear the stormtroopers coming from, and begin to lay down some suppressing fire, just peppering the entire corridor with bolts trying to keep the stormtroopers at bay.
0: The blaster fire rings out and lights up the darkened corridors. As the sound dissipates from that, the footfalls continue and return fire comes in, striking you in the back as you had returned to continue on towards your escape.
2: I reach into my harness and grab the last sonic charge that I have, activate it and throw it just somewhere into the crowd, hoping that it will slow them down again.
0: A small device tinks out along the floor of the corridor and then eventually lets out that burst of sound energy does seem to affect the surrounding troopers nearby, slowing them down a little bit, allowing the group to continue their attempted escape.
3: As I look back and see the sonic charge that Navra threw back to buy us a little bit of time, I notice Torin starting to stagger a little bit from the shots he had taken plus the added weight of carrying Roy. I paused for a moment and grabbed torn by the shirt collar and try to steady him and look squarely into his face and just say, we're almost out of this, Torrin. Don't give up now. Next thing you know, we'll be on the vagrant and out of this mess.
0: The words do seem to reinvigorate your Zabrak counterpart and is able to shrug off the recent blaster hits, and get a little bit more spring in a step as you all continue to rush towards this potential exit. The footfalls of the incoming troopers grow and grow. Seems that they have brought heavy resources in to the spider's aid.
1: With the captain's encouragement echoing in my ears, I pick up the pace a little bit, and sprint ever harder for our promised exit
2: i see Torin pick up his pace and instead of trying to slow down our pursuers i just decide to give running all i've got and just try and sprint as fast as i can
3: encouraged by the words of quace that we were nearing the escape access tunnel that we were trying to reach i'll turn my attention to the corridor ahead Increasing the rate of speed that I'm moving to move as quick as possible, but paying attention to any debris Scattered throughout the tunnel to make sure not to trip myself up
0: and cause the delay to the group Everyone rushes towards this exit hatch You see chop up front The hatch open directing everyone in quace goes down Kel, go down Chop goes down, uh, helps Roy down as well. Torrin, you turn, waiting for your sister, and you just hear your name. Torrin! Torrin, you look, a mass of stormtroopers swarming down around your sister, a couple stopping. All feels like slow motion, as a pair go and move to restrain Your sister and then you're snapped out of it as blaster bolts come in and and start raining around you as the troopers feel that you still are a threat griftor we gotta go voice comes from deep within the tunnel as the others have all made their way down the shaft a hand continues to tug on you intently we'll find a way we'll find a way gotta go you're not you're not gonna be any good to her dead.
1: Ah! Blast one of the stormtroopers out of spite. And then I look at Navra. I'll come back for you. I'll find you, I promise. I'm sorry. And I allowed myself to be pulled down the tunnel.
0: You climb down and pull the hatch over top of you, giving you moments of clearance dropping down to the bottom, the rest of everyone else waiting for you. Not saying a word, but just motioning to continue on. The hatch is thrown open, and stormtroopers begin coming down. You have just a moment of a window to continue and make your escape. Eventually, the five of you do resurface some ways away from the arena, where you are able to then stick to the alleyways and the shadows until you get back to the temporary hideout of the Minox. At the hideout, Chop tends to his brother, while Quace simply allows the two of you time to process.
1: I'm standing in the most remote corner of the room, fists clenched, the white knuckle grip around my blaster rifle.
0: As torn in his solitude tries to process the loss of his sister. Quace comes up to you, Cal, and asks for a moment of your time.
3: Seeing that Torin probably needs some time to himself, I'll give a slow nod to Quace and follow her out of the room.
0: Once the two of you are in an area of privacy, she leans in and says, Pardon the inappropriateness of bringing this up in this moment, but I think what just happened is reflects on the seriousness of needing somebody to fight back. There used to be someone around here that helped out. They weren't the greatest individual, but they kept things balanced.
3: Well, there's no denying that things were a bit easier when he was around didn't foresee all of this happening when I took him out of the picture but like I said I was offered very little choice in the matter it was eliminate a problem and a debt that I had or lose my ship so you can imagine it wasn't much of a choice at all
0: well looks like you have another choice to make go your friend needs you You can stay here as long as you need.
3: With the words of Quace weighing heavily on my mind, I'll give her a nod and head back out into the main room where Torin is still in grief. I'll approach him slowly, stand beside him, not looking at him directly, but just staring off into space alongside him. There's nothing more you could have done, Torin. There was too many of them. Even you couldn't take on that many. You're more good to Navra here alive. That gives us a chance to get her back. And we're going to get her back.
1: She was only there because we agreed to that stupid plan. Yeah, we're going to get her back. Even if I have to march down to the consulate, blast every stormtrooper between me and the prison cells, and break her out myself.
3: I think we'll have a better chance to get her out. If we can do something about this Imperial presence, it's bigger than I ever thought. I had no idea that they were this entrenched here in Gallesport.
1: So what's your plan, Cap? Better be a good one.
3: Well, I don't like this plan, but there's somebody I know that might be able to help put things back how they used to be.
0: You spend the next couple nights in recovery, physically, mentally, until you're ready to head out. As Quace had mentioned, Kel, it seems that this contact you might be able to help out with the situation. Didn't go very far at all. You head down into the tunnels below the city, it's a winding maze that you once traversed not too long ago. After traveling what feels like hours, maybe sometimes thinking you're just going in circles. You come to a large open cavern deep within the tunnel, a makeshift hideout. Few individuals in shabby clothing look onto you from underneath hoods, but keep to themselves. At the head of the room, a figure sits in shadows. See the silhouette of a Twi'lek missing one of his leku. And a voice calls out, Kale Venix. Been a while. This concludes tonight's episode of Vagrant Freighters. Find out what happens next time as our story continues on Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater. Todd Moonbounce here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this program, consider subscribing to the Dungeon Jedi Masters Patreon to help in production, hosting, and creation of this and other great Star Wars 5e related content. You can find us at dungeonjedimasters.com and may the force be with you.